1: I'm Dennis Prager, and I welcome you to my show. I'd like to know how people on the left defend Twitter. I am always working at conjuring the, the claims of those I differ with. And I'd say 95 percent of the time I'm I'm right in what in figuring out what they would say. If this is five percent of the time I can't figure out what they would say. It is okay for Twitter to ban factual data with regard to a candidate for president of the United States a few weeks prior to the election. This is unprecedented in American history because the assault on free speech is unprecedented in American history. And yet, there will be many people who will vote for the Democrat for Senate, even though a Democratic-controlled Senate would do nothing about this. A vote for the Democrats is a vote to suppress freedom. It's not an opinion. It's not an attack. It's 100% true. It's uh, very interesting that they would do this. It is more important to Jack Dorsey and to the people at Twitter to intervene in the election than it is to survive as an intact company uh, should, the, uh, should the Republicans retain control of the Senate. That is how important it is to them to elect Democrats and to elect the, a Democrat for president. It is more important to them to elect a Democrat for president than to be considered fools by at least half the country. I, I, am, I am amazed that after being caught doing this, they continue to do it. There are more tweets being sent out with regard to New York Post pieces, and they too are being censored. The, the argument, all of a sudden the left has become a major defender of corporations, but they are right to because most corporations are on the left this is uh, it's it playing masquerade it's 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 a kabuki opera that the left is anti corporate and corporate is anti left <laughs> it's a, just a, one of the giant lies in, in which we which we swim which we breathe on a daily basis major People on the left were saying sexual preference until last week. Maisie, what's her last name? Horono. Yes, I was with her. But I testified she was in the chamber. She caught her. Yeah, that was it. If there's, if there's anything that's homophobic, it's sexual preference. And, uh, our man who just uh, made a video from England, Douglas Douglas Murray, was on Fox News saying how absurd the charge that this is homophobic to say sexual preference. He happens to be gay. Why isn't he insulted? Sexual preference, the argument goes, implies choice. The left's position is that sexual orientation is fixed and unchangeable, but sex is not fixed and changeable. Can you explain that to me? Hmm. This is so the day she mentioned it, Merriam-Webster dictionary changed its uh, definition of sexual preference. Did you know that? Yeah. The day. Merriam-Webster changed it yesterday. Wow! Yes, indeed. What did they change it to? Take a look what they changed it (laughs) to. I think they. something to the effect that it's a pejorative term with regard to the sexual orientation of an individual. By the way, I'm curious. Does a bisexual engage in sexual preference? The individual who who claims to be attracted to... What? Yeah, all right. You want to give him the microphone? He's going to read the new, new, as of yesterday, Merriam-Webster dictionary definition.
0: I assume this is the new part. The term sexual preference, as used to refer to sexual orientation, is widely considered offensive. There you go. In its applied implied suggestion that they a person kind of, can choose right. who they are sexually or romantically attracted right.
1: to. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, I have uh, long uh, suggested that people use dictionaries from 50 years ago before they, uh, they too were taken over by the left. But uh, back to the bisexual. Totally out Who's out of it? Well, no, I'd I'd like to know how it applies. Why doesn't sexual preference apply to a bisexual? If If I can be fulfilled with a man or a woman, then I engage in preference at any given time. Is that not correct? So you can speak about, according to this then, you can speak about the sexual preference of a heterosexual or a homosexual, but not a bisexual. Because, or, or let's put it, you cannot speak about sexual preference with regard. Is that what I said? With regard to a, a gay, a straight, but not a, but a, a bisexual, what do you do then? These are the issues. This is when you know that things are really good for the group that is being protected. When you when you enter a realm of such trivia. This is when you know that you, it's like all the hoaxes, all the race hoaxes. They exist because there's so little racism. So you have to make up incidents of racism. It's like microaggressions. There are so few real racist statements stated in any normative company in America, you must make up new ones. Like there's only one race, the human race, that is considered to be racist. Colorblind is considered racist. The, fa- the frightening thing is not that the left does this. It is that so many Americans go along. The left is a force of, of chaos, pure and simple. Whatever norm exists, they shatter. These are empty souls who need to fill that hole, and they, f- and they do it with destruction. That's what. That's all it is. All right, eight seven seven two four three triple seven six one eight Prager seven seven six, is the uh, number. To, to raise what is on your mind, the Joe Biden campaign denies he met Hunter Biden's Ukrainian business partner, despite email. This is Daily Mail showing him thanking the vice president's son for the opportunity to meet. (laughs) I, I don't know why people allow themselves to be fooled by the idea that the press is anything but an arm of the left. And that includes the tech companies. Prager University was the canary in the mine. And it's exactly what I said at my testimony in the U.S. Senate, which you can still see on YouTube. Was it, was it last summer? Isn't that amazing? It seems like five years ago. I said, they, they first come for Group X, then they will come for others. The all-devouring, shark-like behavior of the left that's what this election is about. It is not about Donald Trump. They try to make it about Donald Trump because it's the only way they can win. I am, I am so depressed that there are so many Americans who fall for that. We shall return. 1-8 Prager 776. Please click on the ADF banner at my website to help keep freedom alive in America. Eight hundred five hundred eighty three eighty four.
0: Just know you're not, Mr. Prager. We'll start with you. I'm make
2: this place your Microphone.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Do I get my? You, you would think a radio host would know how to. You do would. It. You would. Uh, that is a very fine point. I have no response. That was the the auspicious opening of my delivery at the United States Senate last year. I like being ribbed. All right, we can say goodbye to the music, and I want to remind you about Trump Card, the movie by by Dinesh D'Souza. Any any movie by Dinesh D'Souza is worth seeing. He's one of the bright lights of the intellectual conservative movement in this country, and he knows how to make movies. And it's an expose of the socialism and and corruption, indeed, in the Biden world. It's so corrupt that if there were any decency in the media, you would hear more about that than about the alleged corruption of Donald Trump. How did this man... Does he have multiple homes? Is that what I heard correctly on uh, on Fox News? That uh, Joe Biden has multiple homes, opulent homes. That's the way they describe them. How do you do that on a senator's salary? How does your son become a millionaire? How do other relatives do well? That's featured. I read the book. Who who wrote that book that I read about the? That was in the Sch- Peter Schweizer book. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, see the film. It's at it's at salemnow.com. Trump card. salemnow.com is where you get it. And see it before it even goes out to the world. Oh boy. Okay. This is a uh, this is something for you. The spectator reports on this. The now at Yelp, you can list whether a company is racist or not. I am I am living through the communization of the United States. It's it's like uh, in China, where places will be listed as as anti regime or anti communist. You launch the app and search only to be hit with an alert emblazoned with an ominously large exclamation point, business accused of racist behavior. The R word that puts a company out of business. Yelp has decided to take a stance against racism by enabling a feature they claim would arm consumers with information about businesses associated with, quote, egregious racially charged actions to help people make, quote, more informed spending decisions. In reality, Yelp is introducing a rudimentary social credit system. Please hear this that subjects business owners to the vagaries of the culture wars. No stranger to controversy, Yelp has previously been embroiled in lawsuits, alleging that it forced companies to pay for advertising on its platform and withheld positive reviews as leverage until they gave in. By injecting an official notice based on no more than an accusation of racist behavior. So let me make something clear. If I owned a restaurant, it would be declared racist because I'm conservative. So what this does is Yelp is among the forces that is vigorously suppressing free speech in this country. This is why conservatives feel constrained to keep quiet, to fake who they are. That is why the left asks after elections, where are all these people from? because you you don't hear from all these people because they will be suppressed. Did you see the article in the New York Times on uh, talk radio? What was the charge against it, it was It was like a it was like a joke. Uh, I'll, I'll read it to you later. They'll come after talk radio if the uh, Democrats win. We're sort of under their radar. The, the most powerful force in America, perhaps, in the media, to oppose the left. In any event, Yelp is, is just joining in. There is an, The only answer is for you to disregard Yelp that that really that really is the only answer. Can you imagine if if we had the opposite? List whether or not this uh, this business is pro socialism or a Marxist. Of course, we don't have that, and anyway, that would be a good thing at Yelp. These places need to go out of business, and then honest places need to replace them. The purpose of Yelp is not to assess the moral, social, political, religious views of the owners of businesses. It is solely to enable people to honestly, if that's possible, put in their reactions to a given place of business. That is it. That's all it should be. It should be as neutral as humanly possible. Obnoxious people who run a business... And if the business is run well, then that is the way it works. Nice people who run a lousy business, then they get poor grades. You're not grading on the, your affinity with the owners. By injecting an official notice based on no more than an accusation, remember it's just an accusation of racist behavior, Yelp is enhancing the perverse incentives to weaponize its reviews. There is simply no way to tell if a business is the victim of false accusations, right? How do you know? Somebody puts in there, by the way, they're anonymous, right? Yelp reviews? They're both? And even if it's not, so what? You know, a person nobody knows, you know, Joe Blow writes in, this place is racist. This is, there is simply no way to tell if a business is the victim of false accusations, especially given the frenzied pace of social media pile-ons. For an industry that runs on razor-thin margins every day that a restaurant's reputation is sullied is a day that edges it closer to financial ruin. Then they give the example of Gibson's Bakery, which I covered here. Was it at Oberlin? place has been in business what is it? Over you know, hundred thirty-four years. One eight Prager seven seven six. It's very scary things happening in the United States. Much scarier than COVID nineteen.
0: The Dennis Prager Show.
2: Hi everyone,
1: Dennis Prager here. We'll continue with Yelp and what it's doing to businesses having people rate it on the racist scale. The, uh, the assault on American freedom by corporations is a first in American history. And you don't need the government to suppress freedom when you have all of this being done. Somebody's fighting it. The Alliance Defending Freedom, ADF, Here's a case from a college that I need you to hear about that they are taking on. David Cortman is Senior Counsel at the Alliance Defending Freedom. David, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show.
0: Oh, thanks for having me on.
1: Tell us about this case of this uh, Christian student.
0: Yeah, it's remarkable. So people hear that universities are supposed to be the marketplace of ideas. Here. Uh, this student, Chike Uzabunum is his name, was basically sharing in his faith in this college outside of Atlanta, Georgia. And they have speech zones. You've got to get permission to speech. And these speech zones are less than 1% of campus. You have to get permission in advance, and you have to show them your materials. It's, it's, it's basically you know nearly impossible. He gets permission, and they shut him down anyway because they didn't like what he was saying. They didn't like the fact that he was sharing his face with other students.
1: Help me out on this uh, first part. There are free speech zones. What is the name of this college?
0: Uh, It's called Georgia Gwinnett College.
1: Is it just a a small private college?
0: No, it's a large public college.
1: (laughs) It's a large public college. That's right. Yeah, okay. And this is a Christian student. I assume from his name he is from Africa?
0: Yes, that's all correct.
1: Okay. So he wants to on campus speak to fellow students, presumably about Christianity. Is that is that correct?
0: Right. That's right.
1: Okay. So I want to understand. We'll we'll get to the Christianity aspect in a moment. What if I want to speak to fellow students about UFOs? Uh, am I constrained to speech zones? I don't understand what renders you. Uh, able to speak only in a speech zone?
0: Well, the reality is is, is whether school officials like what you're saying, because obviously students are walking around talking and speaking all the time. It's only applied against someone who they don't like what they're saying. And, and if you would imagine the size of a football field is the university, the speech zone is the size of a piece of paper. That's the scale to show how limited these free speech rights are on these public campuses.
1: Right. Uh, but I I, I just – I'm trying to understand it fully because it's so unbelievable to, to, to me and to my listeners. So if, if you want to say, uh, I hate racism, are you confined to that uh, piece of
0: paper? Well, you are unless they don't enforce it against you, and that's been one of the problems. So not only do they have these policies – <clears throat> but they pick and choose who they enforce it against. And the, one of the aspects in the case was there's other people that are always talking about various issues, and nobody's prohibited them from doing so. He was speaking, didn't even know there was a speed zone. The, the the school officials came out and said, no, you can't speak here. You've got to go to these these tiny little speed zones. So that's the problem. It's, it's It applies to everyone on, it's pa- on paper, but they only enforce it against those who don't want to hear their message.
1: So his, he was merely preaching
0: uh,
1: on behalf of Christ, correct?
0: That's right, and, and handing out some flyers to those who wanted them. Exactly right. You know what
1: would be a very interesting test? I wonder if it could be arranged. is to see if a student at the university spoke on behalf of Islam what they would do.
0: Yeah, and, and there's been other speech taking place that, because he's on campus, obviously, all the time. He was on campus at that time. And he would say, look, there's always people speaking about various issues, and no one comes to them and says, hey, you're not in a speech zone. Make sure you go over here. And so that's the point of, of picking and choosing, you know, your favorites and getting rid of the rest.
1: Right, but it would be a great test. Do you know for a fact that others can can or can speak on behalf of, what they call progressive causes, and not be harassed?
0: Yeah, and and it's the reason we do is it's happened before. And so, you know, the the, the point of it is is that you have the... And no one's aware of these speed zones. Let's just start with that, because you assume when you go to a public university that you're paying for, and you're a student who's required to be on campus for your classes.
1: Oops, oh, I'm sorry. All right, anyway, hold on. I'm sorry about the interruption, but I have to interrupt you anyway. <laughs> uh, to remind you folks, They are taking on this case, the Alliance Defending Freedom. There is a banner at my website to help them. If you don't help the fighters, the fighters can't fight. They provide the free legal defense. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. This is an amazing case. There's a Christian student. He happens to be African-African as well as, I presume, African American. And I want to understand, I'm speaking to the senior counsel at the Alliance Defending Freedom. This student was, what was done to him for preaching Christianity?
0: So, first first time he was he was caught, <laughs> if you will, outside the speed zone, they told him you had to be in these two small zones. He went and applied, got permission, followed their rules, went into the small speed zone where some of the students were eating lunch. Somebody complained that they didn't want to hear about his religion, and they stopped him again, saying it was disorderly conduct because he was disturbing the peace and the comfort of those around him when that's where they told him to go. And of course, he's threatened with um, having the sanctions of the school, dis- disorderly conduct, being charged against him if he didn't stop.
1: And, and what happens then if he's charged?
0: Well, then they, there's a whole level of different types of punishment. Um, they could they could suspend you. They could do it temporarily. They can kick you out of school. Um, there's, there's a whole realm of, of punishment that the school could give if you, if you don't comply.
1: Now, being a public college makes them more vulnerable, correct?
0: It does, because the Constitution and the First Amendment applies, and that clearly violates the First Amendment to require, first of all, permission ahead of time for someone to speak, and then for the whole campus not to be a free speech zone, because that's their little town. That's where students live, and so they should be able to speak anywhere on campus without getting permission into things. So
1: why are speech zones constitutional?
0: Well, they are not, and that's why we brought the case. Um, because all of their policies were unconstitutional, getting permission in advance, the speech zone, shutting him down because someone didn't agree with his speech. Those are all unconstitutional policies.
1: Has, out of curiosity, has the student newspaper or the student government taken a position?
0: They, they have not. They, a lot of times, because there's some influence from the school, they, they don't touch these issues because it looks like they're going against the school. Uh, so that becomes another issue, obviously.
1: So where is it now legally, this case?
0: So legally speaking, we actually, believe it or not, lost um, somehow at the district court and the Court of Appeals. Um, and the, the, the school actually changed their policies after litigating and then said, okay, Chike, go away. So they're not admitting wrongdoing. They changed their policies. And our argument, we're up at the Supreme Court right now. We said, look, first of all, you violated his rights for all that time. You can't then say you violated your rights for all that time. Now go away. We're not going to answer to you. We're not going to be held accountable. We're not going to have any court rule on their policies. Just go away. So we appealed that to the Supreme Court of the United States who accepted the case. And now we're in the process of briefing it to see if the school can be held accountable for all that time of violating his rights.
1: It's mind blowing. The United States of America in the 21st century. Well, my friend, you are the reason that I have accepted the, uh, the, actually the honor of making appeals for ADF. So I thank you for your work.
0: Well, thank you, and we appreciate all that you do.
1: Thank you. Now you have an example of why I give and others give to ADF. They provide this, all these counsels, all this lawyering for free. But uh, you got to pay lawyers properly. So please click on the banner at uh, DennisPrager.com com donate. That's an astonishing case. I mean, I, 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 every day something else that the left does to, to ruin this country comes to, to the fore. There are free speech zones at, college, at a college campus. The very existence of it. You know, there are safe spaces. That's what our movie is about, it's about free speech at college. And it's ba- it's called No Safe Spaces based on another idiocy, safe spaces. Now there's there are free speech spaces. Do you realize what sort of student that is? I'm annoyed that this guy is talking about Christianity. It's funny, I, I, always, I always loved hearing about other religions. To hear people speak about their own religion is is mind-expanding. That's why I was I was so happy and and it was the blessing of my life or one of the blessings of my life. I began my radio career as the host of a of a, a weekly show of two hours without commercials in Los Angeles, wherein I moderated a priest, minister, and rabbi different ones each week. It was so great to hear different religions. It changed me for the better. Guy on campus, believe me, had he been preaching pure communism, the students wouldn't have reported him. All right, please click on that banner. This is the way it works. Emily in Long Beach, California, hello. Hi, I just
2: wanted to make a quick comment about Yelp. Mm -hmm. So if you are a medical practice, uh, any sort of medical practice, oral surgery practice, and the patient goes and leaves a poor review, uh, due to HIPAA laws, you are basically not even able to respond. You can't even acknowledge that you actually saw that patient in your office. So you can maybe respond with the most general terms uh, maybe a, a, an apology or typical office, uh, you know, procedures, but you can't actually respond as if you even saw that patient.
1: Uh, are you a doctor?
2: Um, I, my husband is a surgeon, and I also work in the medical field, and we've both been, been victims of these horrible reviews on Yelp.
1: That's an amazing thing you just told me. You are forbidden to uh, from defending yourself.
2: Exactly, and there, I believe there have been cases where, um, Providers
1: did respond and were sued <laughs> i i i what can i tell you it's just, it's a it, it's another assault on this on the society yeah my uh like i i frankly i it's probably better if Yelp went away i'm if it does some good everything does some good, but you balance the the harm that it does. Yeah, it's amazing. Patient could say X, Y, Z, it's all made up and you can't defend it. USA,
0: hall, USA, USA,
1: it's a painful time. The, the ability to suppress speech in this country to ruin people's names, businesses. And that half of America goes along with it. I admit, and this is really, I have to admit another thing that this is painful to admit, a disappointment. I really, I I bought the thing hook, line, and sinker, that it was the land of the free and the home of the brave. And uh, it's true for about half the country. Half don't give a damn about freedom, and they're cowards. That's that's the way it is. I accept reality. I'm a big uh, believer in that. In the Serenity Prayer. I I understand what well, I can't change, but I do work to change it. That's my whole life. I believe in the land of the free and the home of the brave. But uh, a lot of people don't because of the leftist cancer in our midst. Not liberal. Liberal is not my problem. Liberals are foolish in voting for left, but they're not leftist. They just don't understand the threat the left poses. Some liberals do. Dave Rubin. Alan Dershowitz some liberals do you might even say I'm a liberal who understands the threat of the left I'd like to know one position that I hold that I didn't hold when I was a liberal and a democrat I was taught for example to believe that colorblind is the ideal now I'm told that colorblind is racist and liberals go along with it even though they know in their heart color the colorblind is the human ideal. Does God see color? Hmm? If you believe in God, if you believe in the God of the Bible, you think that God sees color? But you don't have color. Your soul has no color and it's your soul that is judged. It's your soul that is eternal. Are there black souls? Are there white souls? They're biracial souls. And this is where we are as a society today. Wow. Yelp. They will one day understand the damage they have done. I hope the day is soon... Help the ADF, click on the banner at my website. We'll be continuing.
0: The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio.
1: It's a trial pack. And they've discounted it to just nineteen dollars and ninety-five cents. That's about a dollar a day, and after that, about the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. That's the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. And you should know this about seventy percent of the people who order the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five go on to order more. So do what so many others have already done. Take Pete and Seth Talbot up on their offer, and go to relieffactor.com and order the three-week quick start. That's